So it's exciting to hear what God is saying and what he's looking at to help us hear him and look at what he's looking at. And worship is all about opening up our hearts. And when we open up our hearts to receive him, we'll see what he's doing in the earth. We'll see what he's doing in our family. We'll see what he's doing in the church. We'll see what he's doing in the earth because darkness won't be our perception. It's like Isaiah 60 says, rise and shine for the glory of the Lord is upon you. Shine because he's shining. When you look at him, you can't help but shine. So this is the season to seek his face. And um, I put this message together having no idea that this would be the advent lighting of the candle of hope because my message is on hope. So, so you know, you, you could be as dumb as they come and yet you, you, it all fits in, right? Because God's saying the same thing to everybody, right? And so it didn't, I was like, okay, God, but we're the fruit of the Spirit. I should do the next one. And it was just like, no, I'm going to jump in right at hope in between all the fruits of the Spirit. So I hope you've been challenged by the fruit of the Spirit like I have. Because whenever God's talking about something, he always pokes us. And I, I bet you've been poked because I've been poked. And finding out where I need more fruit. I need more f- the fruit of God. I need to taste his fruit, the Holy Spirit fruit. Because what we receive is what we give, right? So it's okay to be poked. It's okay that things come to the light. It just means you're on a journey. You're growing. We're all growing. So be kind to yourself. Don't condemn yourself when you don't have fruit. Say, seek his face and I need to taste today and see that you're good. I, ne- I need to let you love me. I need to taste your fruit today because this was a frustrating day this was an anxious day this this was a stressful day it was it was a day that you got poked right and so don't think that you don't have the fruit of the spirit don't think that you don't have fruit you do have fruit you're here to give because you've come to seek his face freely you received and freely you give and so um i just i just want to start with uh lectio divina because i really believe that we can all read a scripture and God will say something different to every single one of us because he knows the season you're in. He knows what you need to hear. He knows what you need to see. He knows what needs to be healed. He knows the fruit you need. He knows your tomorrow. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's gone into your future. Your future is secure because he's in your future. He's in your today. He's gone to heaven. He's in heaven and he's going to heaven. Figure that one out. He's with you, and he lives in you. So everything about God's a mystery, but everything about the mystery, he's very present. And whatever you're in, he's always saying, here I am. So just start in that place, even in your worship, and even in this, and even in this scripture. It's a fairly long scripture. It's uh, Isaiah 61, and Isaiah 60 is before, but you know, sometimes the scriptures go backwards. Sometimes God's saying, you give me this, and I'll give you this. I'll give, I give everything. It's a divine trade. He took it all on the cross, but sometimes we were holding on to some things. And so when you read the scriptures, you, he wants to say, I want to give you this, but you're holding on to this, and this isn't life. And so 60 is the result of letting go. You can shine, you can radiate hope, you can radiate the glory of his face because you practice seeking his face. You practice looking at his smile. You practice receiving the goodness of God. Today we were singing about that. Let him, let him show you his goodness today when I, when I uh, share this scripture. And as Anastasia said, she said, What is the goodness that you want me to see today? What is the goodness that you want me to hear? 
Every time you open up the word, Jesus saw himself in the word. He came clothed in humanity as the son of man and the son of God. See yourself in the word. Put yourself in the word and then say, God, I've got to see myself as you see me. I want to know who I am in your eyes and in your voice what you're saying to me. So today we're going to, um, we're going to do this. We're going to do this scripture together. And I'm just going to read it out the first time. Oh, it should say Isaiah 61. Error. Um, For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden. I've put up the wrong scripture. Oh, my goodness. Okay, good thing I have a Bible. (laughs) Okay. You'll have now, guess what? You won't be able to read it. You're going to have to really listen with your heart. Because it's with the heart that one believes. It's with the heart that one listens. It's not your ears. It's not your head. It's your heart. So this is Isaiah 61. And this is for you. Put yourself in it. Just listen to it the first time. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim in the day the vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall rebuild the old waste places. They shall raise up the former desolations and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. So I'm going to read it again. And I want you to ask God to reveal his goodness in that word to you. Reveal, Lord, what are you speaking to me about? This is the Passion Translation. The spirit of the Lord God is wrapped around me. Because you, Yahweh, you've anointed me as a messenger to preach good news to the poor. You have sent me to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted, to tell captives you are free, and to tell prisoners be free from your darkness. I am sent to announce a new season of Yahweh's grace and a time of God's recompense on his enemies, to comfort all who are in sorrow, to strengthen those crushed by despair those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful banquet in the place of ashes, to give them the oil of bliss instead of tears, and to give them the mantle of joyous praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Because of this, they will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness, planted by Yahweh as a living display of his glory. They will restore ruins from long ago, They will rebuild what was long devastated, and they will renew ruined cities and the desolations of many generations. So as you listen to that, ask the Holy Spirit to bring to remembrance what is the goodness that God wants you to see? What is the goodness? He's healing the wounds. What comes to your attention? What do you think? Ask Holy Spirit, what are you focused on for me in this scripture? So 
so it's got your attention I'm going to read it again and then whatever got your attention ask God what are you speaking to me my ears are open my heart's open and I'm here to hear the mighty spirit of Lord Yahweh is wrapped around me because Yahweh has anointed me as a messenger to preach good news to the poor he has sent me to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted to tell captives you are free to tell prisoners be free from your darkness I am sent to announce a new season of Yahweh's grace and a time of God's recompense on his enemies to comfort all who are in sorrow to strengthen those crushed by despair who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful banquet in the place of ashes to give them the oil of bliss instead of tears and to give them the mantle of joyous praise instead of the spirit of heaviness because of this they will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness planted by Yahweh as a living display of his glory they will restore ruins from long ago and rebuild what was long devastated and they will renew ruined cities and desolations of past generations ask God to reveal to you what is he focused on for you what is he revealing in what got your attention I'm going to read it once more this is practicing at home you're doing this yourself you can do it really small scriptures but you're focusing on hearing you're training yourself to hear Holy Spirit God is always speaking he's always present and he's always willing to connect with you the spirit of the mighty spirit of Lord Yahweh is wrapped around me because Yahweh has anointed me as a messenger to preach good news to the poor he sent me to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted and to tell captives you are free and to tell prisoners be free from your darkness I am sent to announce a new season of Yahweh's grace and a time of God's recompense on his enemies to comfort all who are in sorrow to strengthen those crushed by despair those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful banquet in the place of ashes to give them the oil of bliss instead of tears to give them the mantle of joyous praise instead of the spirit of heaviness because of this they will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness planted by Yahweh as a living display of his glory they will restore ruins from long ago and rebuild what was long devastated they will renew ruined cities and the desolations of past generations now respond to him what he's revealed to you and, and that can take a long time that could be a process of days weeks months because he'll build on what he spoke to you what he revealed sit with him in it so thank you Lord that the goodness that you want us to see that you're such a good good father and your mercy endures forever that we will see ourselves in the word and we'll know truly who we are 
and will real, reveal ourselves as manifested sons and daughters of God. Hope that didn't confuse anybody. Oh, this is the wrong. This isn't my November 27th. This is, did you give me my stick back? Okay. I was going to ask you if you had the right one. So it's in my purse, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to go into the next one until I get it. I was, I've been coming to the church on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and it's been an amazing time of prayer. It's been an amazing time of tears, and it's been an amazing time of healing. It's been an amazing time of testimonies. Because when the body comes together, there's power there. Where the power of God's presence is, he moves mightily because we each have a peace. We each have something to give each other. And even last week, I saw someone go over for prayer. And so that's humbling. That's faith, the faith that comes from a relationship with God. I'm going to submit myself one to another. I'm going to submit myself to other people and ask them to pray for me. And then I saw that person after the whole service in one of the rooms there talking with other people from the congregation, and I thought, there's the body. I received, now I'm pouring out. That's how we come into church. I received, I've come here to pour out. I've come to give. I'm a sent one, and I've come to give, because where God gave, he said, I give you beauty for ashes. I give you a song in your heart for where you mourn. I've given you. Now go activate that in other people. I've given you the ability to breathe in my presence that changes you from the inside out. Now go breathe on other people that they want the presence of God and they want that kingdom change that's only from the inside. It's not from the outside. God is activating us on the inside. So this person went there. I don't know if they were praying, if they were listening, or if they were sharing a testimony, but I, I was like, this huge smile came in my spirit. And I thought, that's the body of Christ. We've come here to give to each other. And so... Another person was sharing their testimony with me this week, and it was, a, it was a testimony of decades of suffering. It was a testimony of decades of rejection by family, even, even the mother. It was decades of misunderstanding, decades of heartache. And when that happens in family, that is so traumatic, that is so painful. It is so deep, right? And she just started sharing her life with me. And it was actually a Thanksgiving testimony because things got worse in the family because of COVID. Well, we know there's many sides of COVID, but sometimes there's this line straight down the middle of vaxxed or unvaxxed or what we think of COVID. And it can be such a separation, right? It can be a separation in family, even marriages. It can be a separation in the church. It's definitely a separation in culture. Uh, we stand in our belief systems. We're rigid and uh, we can't be moved. Where God's love, and it's not about who's right, because that's from the tree of knowledge of right and wrong and good and evil, and you eat of that tree, and it's death. It doesn't mean that you're not right about something. But we can get so right about something that we'll kill others for it. And so God's saying, eat from the tree of life, and you'll give life. So their family was at odds. All of this family was separated, obviously, during COVID. They were... They were um, at odds with each other and they started this is thanksgiving dinner and they start feuding and it got borderline physically violent because that's how strong their stands were and this is family this is this is family right and so that is devastating when family 
tries to destroy each other. It's devastating, right? Because God is family. The weapon of our warfare is that we are the family of God. So when there's internal fighting and like that, the enemy goes, oh good, the kingdom divided, falls. They're, they're just going to all destroy each other. And then we go into self-protection. You know, whenever we've been wounded, our heart's been wounded, we go into this safe place, which can be for a season, can be a good thing because God wants to heal you. So there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But, and COVID was over. And so now family's back together for Thanksgiving dinner and it's pretty heated. And dinner was almost over before it began. And so, but then she says, but God, but God, where there's division and separation and hostility and discord and divisive, but God, this is after decades, it only got worse. Every decade got worse, but God, we went, the family went on a peace walk. There's fruit. <laughs> Only God can bring that peace, right? You can't do it. You can't make it happen. You can't try to fix, you can't be the peaceful one. And, and, and if you're not at peace, you'll be the ugly one. <laughs> because peace is God in you, the kingdom of God in you, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Peace is, like Jesse's big word lately about all the fruit is in so righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is in you. Holy Spirit works through you so that you know your righteousness. You've been made righteous. You have peace. Nothing can separate you from the love of Daddy. Nothing. Love wins. You're more than a conqueror in your family. And so God said, I appointed this time. We can't make it happen. We can't try to do it. We can't try to fix it. We just let God do it, and God did it. We went on a peace walk, and we were in it together. And I thought, in it together. We're in this together. Everything that's going on in culture, everything that's going on in the church, everything that's going on in family, we're in it together. We are in Christ, in him. We live and move and have our being. He lives in us. He loves your house. He loves to dwell in you. He loves to live in you. He, he said, you're perfect. But he said, I'm not looking for perfect people. You're born of him. You're born of his DNA. The DNA is perfect. It's his divine nature activation in you. He knows everything about you. Don't go looking for all the shade. Don't go looking for what's wrong. Just journey with him and the imperfections. He, he, he's perfected you. He is perfect and he's perfecting you. So don't worry about what he needs to perfect in you. He's giving. He's giving. Read the scriptures. He, he gives, he gives, he gives. Be the receiving place. Here I am. I just want to receive. I don't even have to understand it. I want that. that. Oh, that's who you are? That's what you want to give me? I want it. I want it. I want my portion. I want my inheritance. I want all of you. Don't focus on what's wrong. Distraction. Darkness. You won't know a really, really, really good father. And so the family went on a peace walk and they said, she said, we were in it together. And her camera took glory pictures of the family because God had the camera. And she said, find the beauty of God in the story. Find the beauty of God in your story. There may be a lot of things that don't look like beauty, but find God in the story and you will find beauty. 
Go awaken yourself. Go, 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 look, go into nature. Awaken the beauty and the awe of God, and he will awaken the beauty and awe of who you are in his eyes, and he will awaken the beauty and the wonder of the awe of who your family is through the lens. See, it's your lens. That's the lens of your heart. Now, don't judge yourself. <laughs> don't condemn yourself. You're not allowed to. His mercy's new every morning. Go put those things in the toilet and flush it. We all do it. We all do it, right? We all do it. So let it go, though. I'm on this journey. I'm growing. I'm growing in the, my lens. It won't be darkness. My lens will not be sorrow because it talks of sorrow as being one of doubt and unbelief. They died in the wilderness because their lens was sorrow. Their lens was doubt and unbelief. They just couldn't handle the wilderness because they, they couldn't get slavery out of them. They couldn't get out of them what happened to them in Egypt. It was just, it was, it was so much of their story. Yes, that's part of your story. Yes, that's a chapter in your book. But you've got to ask for a new chapter. You give. You give me joy. You give me joy. You give me beauty for ashes. I receive beauty. I receive joy. I receive the garment of praise. I'm not letting you go till I've got the whole shamada. I want it all. I want it all. Because God has taken those things away on the cross. But we sometimes are holding on to them. You want to be the Isaiah 60 glow in the dark? Well, I guess we don't really want to, we don't want to be freaky. But you want to be light to the nations? You're going to radiate hope. You're going to radiate life. Why? Because you're on this journey of a divine exchange of what you've held on to. God, and God doesn't condemn you for it. He just says, I give and I take away. I give you beauty. Give me your ashes. I give you joy. Give me your tears. It's okay to cry. I would cry too. God would cry too. He wants to sit with you in your tears so that you can meet him in your tears and come out of it eventually into joy. Little by little. Little by little. So find the beauty of God in your story. God called me a history changer. Not a history maker. A history changer. He's given me the ability to go into people's history where they were wounded and traumatized and the lies sat there to bring them into a place of a divine exchange. So then they're receiving everything that God has for them. And that's their freedom. That's your freedom to receive every gift, every good and perfect gift of your father. That's your freedom. So start with Thanksgiving. That's a good place for God to land, right? There was a Thanksgiving dinner. Celebrate family. If you can't celebrate family, that's okay. If it comes out of your mouth like sawdust and God, God's saying, because I always know where my heart is, whether I can verbally celebrate the person and whether I can have actions that actually bless them, not just my mouth. And so I know right away when stuff comes out of my mouth and it falls on the floor and I'm celebrating them and I'm blessing them and, and I'm like, oh, there's no life in that. I'm not, this is not true. And so get, say, God, here's my heart. I'm not celebrating them. I'm not celebrating in who they are. I don't even know if I like them. I don't even know if I like them. So then God says, he comes and sits with you and, and tells you how much he likes you. Because then you can give that away. Because we're all so different. I love that this child's here. Because you know what I heard? During that, all that whole scripture? And it, and it was, 
he talked about giving the mantle of joyous praise. And God was telling me, I'm going to take you on a joy ride. <laughs> like, and, I, and it was like a hay ride. And, and then, it was like, then it was like, I'm on this raft in a river and I don't like rapids. And no, thank you. I don't want that. And so kids know how to live. They know how to be part of the room, be among everybody. And they're childlike and they're always happy. Do you know you have to be taught to be unhappy? Because things happen to you to make your heart sad. And God says, I want to take away sadness and I want to give happy for every time that you've been wounded. When you've been hurt and your heart feels sad, I want to, I want to give you happiness. It's already in you. It's written on your heart. It's in your DNA. The word is written on your heart. He's giving you a new heart and a new spirit. Happy's written on there. I'm happy with you. He created you. He said, I don't make mistakes. I'm happy with you. I'm happy who you are. I'm not looking at your failures. I pick you up. You fall seven times. I'll, I'll pick you up eight. Says, how many times will you forgive? Seven times, seven times seven. Four, forgive. Just keep forgiving wherever you are. Whatever you're doing, I forgive you. I forgive the nations. 70 talks about the nations. I forgive the nations all the time, every time. I forgive you all the time, every time. His mercy endures forever. And so he needs, the landing place God needs is just here I am. Here I am. Here's my heart. Even if you don't show up with Thanksgiving in your mouth, it's just here I am. I don't even have Thanksgiving in my heart. He doesn't want a thousand words. He just wants you to show up and to seek his first face. Because, you know, the world's turning. The world's turning to the sun. And the world never stops, does it? This world is turning every day. It's turning to the sun every day. It's not the sun. It's the world that's turning. And so our hearts can turn in every moment. Our hearts can turn. And the best time for your heart to turn is on a crappy day. Let's just say another word. Can I say crappy? But anyway, I said it. Um, so the best time for your heart to turn is when the day's not good because that's when you're no, going to know the fruit. That's when you're going to know how faithful he is. That's when you're going to know how much he, he loves you. That's when you're going to know, man, you're so patient with me. Like, I wouldn't be patient with me the way that you're patient with me. You're so kind. You're so good to me. You died believing in me with joy on your face. Boy, I don't have joy on my face every day in me, but you never lose your joy. He never loses his joy in you. But the key to her story, this is after decades of family hurt. It's just, it's, it's, it's the most grievous hurt. And we've all suffered in family. It, it's grievous because you're expecting to be loved and you're not loved. Everybody wants to be loved. And then when you're not loved, now you're not safe. Now who do I trust? right? So then it's really hard to trust God because family wasn't loving and family wasn't safe and family maybe tried to conform you into their image and their likeness and said, this is who we want you to be and then we'll love you. Well, those are all conditions. God loves you unconditionally. That's why I always say we're all weird. God loves weird people. We're all different because then you really know that you love people when they don't have to meet any condition. There's nothing about them that has to change for you. They are free to be who they are. They are free not to hear my heart. They are free not to listen to me. They are free not to meet my needs because that's unconditional love. I don't expect them to meet my needs. I don't expect them to be one that agrees with me. 
So this is the freedom we give each other. Her key was friends. The key to her story, I said, how did you, how did you go through that? I was such in awe of her testimony. I'm just giving a little bit of it. It's, it doesn't do it justice, right? Because your own testimony is justice towards God, right? Glorifies God. Look what the Lord has done. But I said, how did you, after decades, go into this place? And she said, a friend. A safe friend. A safe friend came alongside me and cared for my heart. And I'll tell you what a safe friend always does. After they listen and after they sit with you, and after you're comforted and after you're safe, they always lead you into forgiveness. Because you always need a revelation. I am forgiven. Mercy's new every morning. I got up this morning and I am forgiven. But if you came to church and you bypass that, there's going to be major traumatic wounds because God won't bypass that. He wants you to know that you know that you know you're forgiven. There is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. There is no judgment. Mercy has triumphed over judgment. There is no accusation. God never accuses you of anything. He says, that's my child. I'm so proud of you. You're, you're my miracle. You're my dream. And then we turn and we look at others like that. And then when I can't do it, I turn back to God. Here's my heart. I need a deeper revelation. I need to know who I am more. And how do I do it? What he, what he said before last night for this service, I said, I'm going to talk on hope. And I said, God, what's your hope? What's your hope for your, for your people here today? What's your hope? And he said that they would seek my face. Forget studying for knowledge or information or theology or belief system or I know who's wrong. I know what church is good. I know what church is evil. I know what church, I know what Christian's good. I know what family member's good. I know which ones are evil. Distraction, darkness. And the thing is, you could have some really true things in there, but it's not the truth. Jesus died for them. He wants us to build each other up. So her friend brought her to this place of forgiveness, and that changed decades of pain. It's still a process, right? So that doesn't mean like, woohoo, everything's like, no. There's still the process because there's going be, to be layers. There's going to be things that are going to happen again. There's going to be things that are said again that will remind you of what was said to you as a child. And then when that place gets touched, that pain comes up again, right? You know, sometimes unknowingly, a little child perceives himself as rejected or abandoned. They don't even know it because there wasn't this attachment. But we're attached to Holy Spirit. God showed me about hope. This is what God said to me about hope. Everybody calls him an anchor of hope behind the veil in the throne room. He's my anchor of hope. Yes, God showed me what my anchor of hope was, an umbilical cord. Because it's nourishment from the throne room, from the throne of mercy and grace. Today, I receive mercy. I find grace. I discover grace. I go look for grace. Bernie knows where grace is. <laughs> Bernie found grace. Uh, that's a double blessing, double portion, Bernie. 
But we have to look for grace. It's like Holy Spirit. We have to look for Holy Spirit in our circumstance. We have to receive from Holy Spirit. We are, be, we are filled with Holy Spirit. And so in, the, in this place of whatever happened to you as a child, it will come to the light. God will shake it. And the thing is, we can play the blame game. I know who to blame. But what it is, is that you don't know, is that's from a long time ago. The scab just got pulled off. And you're getting poked with a, a knife. But that's a belief, that's something, a seed in your heart, a lie you believe, and God wants to heal that. This is a time of healing. We're in it together. We're to build each other up, to edify, to come alongside, to help people with their wounds. Let them talk about their wounds. Let them say, you know, this was my scenario. Okay, let's just sit with them until they can stand believing. See, because when, if you're believing a lie, you're sitting. Rise and shine for the glory of the Lord is upon you. If you're believing a lie about yourself, you're sitting. Because we stand believing. We stand on the rock. So God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, declares the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. And so they're plans for welfare. God has, they, he calls them plans, but they're thoughts. You see, we read that. See, read the scripture and hear him. Because he has a thought that's just for you. And it might be totally different from every single person in this room. But it's life. The rhema word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right now, God is speaking. And it's rhema. And it changes you from the inside out. It changes that place of the lie because he brings the truth that makes you free. Now I know who he is. Now I know who I am. Now I know who they are. It's face-to-face -face speaking. He changes, change your thoughts and you'll change your life and you'll change the world. That's what will change the church is we have to change our thinking in, our in ourselves first and in our families. And he'll transform your life from the inside out because the kingdom of God is in you. The kingdom of God is not far away up in heaven. Where's the kingdom of God? Where's the king? Well, he lives in you. Jesus lives in you. The Lord of lords and the king of kings, he lives in you and moves through you. And so... We always have a future that's good. We always, and so if our thoughts are not good, if they're anxious and fearful, God's not in them, but he will sit with you in them until you receive thoughts for good because he really likes you. And so only you can take control of your mind because there's strongholds of the mind, but really they're beliefs of the heart. And the weapon of our warfare is mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. The weapon of our warfare is my daddy loves me. My daddy cares. I'm not anxious for anything because he turns everything for good. But you see, you, if you just read that, probably nothing will change. Anxiousness will be thrown. But I need to see where you're telling me about something good so that anxiousness gets the boot out the door. It has to leave. So God says, repent, which means to change your mind. It's a reorientation, a transformation of outlook, how you see. We heard it in praise and worship. Show me your goodness. I want to see your goodness in my life. I want to see your, how good a father you are. You're a perfect father. You're a good father. But I don't want that here. I want my heart to see it. I have to see it. 
The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. So the key is believe in the good news. What is the good news that God wants to tell you today? That's your sword in this season. Because the same things will keep coming at you, coming at you, coming at you, unless you believe in the good news. And the Greek says, believe the good news. And the aromatic says, put your trust in the joyful message of hope. Here we are back to hope. Jesus died for us. The jo joyful message of hope, the joyful message of the cross, the joyful message of the resurrection. I need to get that in my spirit. Holy Spirit, you are the joy, your righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy, you are the joy. Holy Spirit, I need you. I need some joy. I need some glad tidings. It's called the hope-filled gospel. Jesus went back to the region of Galilee and preached the wonderful gospel of God's kingdom. It is good news. So what is my mouth saying? Is my mouth saying truth? Is my mouth saying good news? What I believe, I will say. What I say, I will see. If I see darkness, I will talk about darkness. If I see what's wrong, that's all I can talk about. But if my heart can see what God has, the finished work of the cross, it is finished. That's all I can talk about. Even if I have to start off with a, con a confession because I don't believe it to begin with. Because lots of times I talk to God like that. You know I'm saying this, but you know I don't really believe it. I believe, help my unbelief. And then he's like, ooh, that heart's open. Ooh, I can come in there. Ooh, I'm going to change your mind. I'm going to change your heart. You're going to see what I see. You're going to hear what I'm saying. It's going to change everyone around you. You're going to be that breath influence. You're going to influence the room. His message was this. At, at last, the fulfillment of the age has come. So this is the hope candle. It has come. Jesus has come. We're not waiting for Jesus to come. He has come in you. He lives in you. He will fully come. But Jesus has come in you. He lives in you. He moves and has his being in you. You are a son or a daughter of God. This isn't when I get to heaven. This is, this is a now kingdom. The wonderful gospel of God's kingdom. His message was like this. At last the fulfillment of the age has come. It's time for God's kingdom to be experienced in its fullness. It's time for righteousness, peace, and joy to be experienced in its fullness. I put a demand on your love, Papa. I want to know that I've been made righteous. I want righteous relationships face-to-face -face like with you. Will you heal those? Now, not every relationship is going to end up like that. It takes two, right? It takes two to have a face-to-face. -face. But it's time. Now is the time. And how do we do start with that? We rebuild each other. We build each other up. We edify. We see them as God sees them. God says, I see the end from the beginning. So I determined what your life would look like, what I was going to put in your DNA. And then I said, oh, I need a beginning. You need to be born. And so we live from victory and we're walking out. We're walking from it is finished in our DNA. What's in the acorn is finished. You can't make the, you can't fix it. You can't fix the acorn. You can't try to, oh, I don't know if I, oh, I don't like that acorn. No, everything's in you. You're just walking out. It is written. It's written in your DNA. Just breathe in the Holy Spirit and your DNA comes alive and is active. Turn your lives back to God. This is basically what God said. This is like the garden. This is like return to your first love. Forget knowing who's the, who's the bad apostles, the bad prophets, who are the bad people. Because I know. Well, that's wonderful. But you can actually leave your first love to be right about everything that's wrong 
And are there things wrong? Absolutely. I'm not saying you can't ever talk about those things, right? But don't be on that side of the face. Eat from the tree of life. Taste and see he is good. And then turn and give someone a piece of bread. Living bread. It's living hope. Give them a drink of wine. Give them some fruit. You eat fruit, you will give fruit. Because there's seed in the fruit. And it's multi-generational. It goes from generation to generation. And sometimes God chooses somebody in a generation to break the cycle of what wasn't fruit, wasn't loving kindness, it wasn't joy, peace, and love. It wasn't the fruit of Holy Spirit. So sometimes God will choose somebody in the generation and say, I know that person's going to open their heart. I know they're going to receive. And now the generations are going to be changed to a thousand generations because Isaiah 61 talks about, I've come to restore the desolations of the generations. The desolation of what has ruined family, destroyed family. Spiritual abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, unloving, unkind. God says, I'm here to restore that to your bloodline so it's a forever inheritance. Put your trust in the hope-filled gospel. Put your trust in the love of daddy and you'll know the hope-filled gospel. You will know the good news and nobody will be able to change your mind. Let God love you. Even if, it, even if you never really knew the love of family, the love of a mother and a father, the love of trusting friends. God is so safe. You can tell him. I, I ministered to somebody once. I found them in the park. And, I, and then right away I knew, oh, there's something seriously wrong here. I'll go ask if, they, if I can sit with them. So I went and sat with her. And... Uh, there had been a devastation in her marriage and complete betrayal. And she was mortally, mortally wounded. So I got together with her a few times after that and she was sitting at my kitchen table and I said, would you like to trust God? She said, no. I sat there and I'm like, help, Holy Spirit. Help. Okay, because you, you read all the scriptures. Trust the Lord and trust in the Lord and trust God and and nope. And and I and I'm like, okay, well God's still here. He's still with her. She doesn't know it. He sits with us in whatever our wounding is, whatever we've lost, whatever's happened to us. And I said, well, God's a gentleman. He won't do anything without your permission. Would you like to tell him, I will allow you to love me when I'm ready? God put that in my heart to tell her that. So I said, when you're ready, he's going to come so gently, so tenderly, so kindly to you. Because if someone had an accident on the highway, would you tell them to trust God? Or would you give them some ICU, some intensive care? Would you give them just holding them and waiting, comforting them and giving them some warmth and just lovingly holding, holding them with no words? You're, you're, I'm here. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. Do you know how many times God spoke that to me? You're okay. 
And, now, and then it's afterwards, I've got this, he says. I've got this. I'm like, okay, you've got this because you're holding me, you're carrying me. Psalm 91 says, hope carries you. Hope carries you. Sometimes we just need to be carried. Do you know it's okay for God to carry you? Let him. You don't have to be this all perfect person showing up in family or friendship or church. Just let him carry you. Put your trust in the hope-filled gospel, not in words that are in your head. Put your hope in the one who loves you, your beloved. Put your hope in relationship. Put your hope in looking to his face until you see his smile. That was the testimony of me coming out of a diagnosis of cancer. He told me not to pray. He told me not to ask for healing. I, I, at one point, I was going to Google on, on the internet, oh, there must be teas and foods I should be eating. And I went to Google it, and he goes, nope. And I was like, oh, because I love to Google everything. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I didn't ask him to heal me. I just sought his face and saw his smile. That's all I did. And he healed me from the inside out. So he can heal anything. Spirit, soul, or body. Mind, will, emotions. There's nothing that God didn't pay the price for on the cross. Hope. This is the candle of hope. This is the light of hope. Whatever you're holding on to, well, it's just my disposition. I didn't speak for three years from the age of two to five. Then I had to go to school when not speaking for three years. I didn't speak for three years because of trauma. Actually, I didn't speak for three years because of physical, too. Like I was... Um, I was so beat up, I would go to Vancouver General and the person that did it to me would go to the mental institution because they didn't know what to do with people that did those things. And then I'd be put back into the same situation for it to happen again. So I didn't speak for th three years because of trauma. Whatever your trauma has been, God will come right into the middle of it. Whatever your losses have been, if you fight like... I can't say, pick me to preach. Like when God wants me to speak, I'm like, it's like dragging the mule. <laughs> I, I just say, here I am, I'm going to show up. But if I could put that on my list of top 10 things that I love about God and, and just love to be, I, 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 have to, I actually have to say to God, forgive me for not being 100% willing. <laughs> Give me your willingness. See, there's, God's going to ask you to do things in your family, in your job, in your relationships, that you are not, oh, I can't wait for that. Oh, yeah, that's the good news. Oh, I love that. You know, it's, it's not going to happen. He's going to go into you where he knows where the DNA that he's got in you and what he called you to, and he's going to awake you. See, this is an awakening. He awakens our spirits. Jesus has come. The Old Testament, they're, waking, they're always waiting, always waiting, always waiting, always waiting. Jesus has come. We have communion with him. They're always celebrating communion, but our communion is face-to-face -face now. We live on every word that comes from his mouth, every breath. And so, Romans says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of Holy Spirit. And here's another version, the Passion Translation. May God, the fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. 
And may the power of Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his superabundance until you radiate with hope. Do you want to be a radiator of hope? That every person that you show up in their life, you're giving them hope for the future? Hope, hope of who God is, hope of his goodness. Hope, God said to me, he said, he took the word hope and he says, heaven's open portal of expectation. In other words, every single person lives in an open heaven here. We're not waiting for God to open up the heavens. That's Old Testament mentality. We live in an open heaven. We have one foot in heaven and one foot on the earth. Our spirit has a foot in heaven. We have one foot in the throne room. We're spirit natural, naturally spiritual. We're not waiting for God to do anything. It's his, nothing about his word is a carrot on a stick. It's already in our DNA. He has come. And so Holy Spirit, would you, you, when you look at the scriptures, Holy Spirit, will you fill me with joy and peace? You know when the perfect day to do that? Is when you're mourning or sad or depressed. And do it every day. So when those days come, it's too late. Sadness comes to knock on the door. Tears come. Oh, you, these are tears because out of these tears, there's going to be great joy. Ooh. I don't mind tears. Tears are okay. Tears are healing. So trust in him. What are you going to trust? I trust that you are a really good father. Hope. I have a confident expectation of your goodness today and tomorrow. You change not. I get up in the morning and I say, I expect your goodness. I and when it shows up, you know what it says to me? I love you. I love you. And I have no idea what it's going to be. I love you. I must love gifts because I've been getting a lot of gifts lately. So maybe that's my love language. I don't know. I don't believe there's five, five love languages. I think you can throw that wonderful person, throw the book away. Because that makes God really small. Billions of people on the earth. No two snowflakes alike. Ever expanding universe, galaxies. And there's only five love languages. Give it up. <laughs> Let it go. Say, God, I want to find my love language with you because you know what, what really turns my heart to you, turns my eyes to you. So let him feel you. This is, we're doing, the, we're looking at the fruit of the Spirit. Holy Spirit brings the fruit. Holy Spirit, fill me. I'm trusting you. I want a drink of you. Spirit of life. When we have communion, we drink the cup of the Spirit. Jesus shed the cup of his blood. He poured out all his blood can't be poured out anymore, once and for all, so that we would drink the cup of the Spirit. Get up every morning, Holy Spirit. I want to drink of you. I already have, and rivers of life flow out of my bodies, but I poured that out with everybody in my sphere of influence. I need another drink till I'm overflow with joy and peace, until I radiate with hope. So that's the God of hope. He gives us his Spirit. And he surrounds your life. Do you feel surrounded by circumstance? Do you feel surrounded by things that have to do with relationship or finances? Or what's happening to you? Coming at you? You feel surrounded? God says, I'm in that with you. And when you let me fill you with joy and peace, you break out of that surrounding because the enemy can't surround you anymore. And you overcome. You see, overcoming is in you. It's in your DNA. It's not out in outer space. It's not way out there. You are an overcomer. It's in your DNA. So it's to let the overcomer fill you with his overcoming thoughts. You live from victory. So, so who will believe? Who will believe hope? 
Who will believe that we have a really good father? This was a little girl that um, stood on a rock, but it wasn't at the ocean, it was on the mountain. And she overlooked the valley. And she's very prophetic. I'm always listening to the children. They're very prophetic. Just listen. You can hear God speaking through them. And she said, who will believe? And she said it three times. Who will believe? Who will believe? And it was hope standing on a rock. God of hope standing on a rock. Who will believe the good news? Who will believe I'm a really good father? Who will get up every morning with a confident expectations that I'm a good father? I give good and perfect gifts to you. Who will believe who I am? Because when you believe who I am, you'll believe who you are. And when you turn and look at people, you'll believe who they are. Because you'll know who they are. And no one can change your mind. Who will believe? That's the cry of God's heart. Have you ever heard the cry of God's heart? I'm telling you, it causes so much pain in your heart. I've had God say to me in prayer rooms, where are my caregivers? And my heart just like, oh. Who will believe? Just in God saying, do you want to know what my hope is? Because I asked him last night, what's your hope? That my people will seek my face. So that's just what I want to, I want to leave you with that. That you seek his face. That you just trust in him. There's the confident expectation Stand on the rock, on Christ the solid rock, and you'll know Christ in you, your hope of glory. It's an experience and it's an encounter. It's not your head. It's a revelation. I have to know Christ in me. I have to know Holy Spirit. I'm an anointed son or daughter of God. I have to know with my heart. I have to know with my spirit. Holy Spirit, flood your spirit. You know that you know that you know. I know who I am. I'm spirit-led. I walk by the spirit. I have fruit. Sometimes my fruit gets bumped. Since he's been speaking on the fruit of the spirit, my fruit's been getting bumped. But I haven't been losing it, but it's sure been getting bumped because God wants to give you more fruit. Oh, get up tomorrow morning and say, I want to taste your loving kindness. I want to taste your goodness. I want to taste your joy. I want to taste your peace. I want to taste your kindness. I want to taste your faithfulness. I want to taste everything about you because then I know how good a father he is to me so one more and then we're finished oh I have it on here Um, when I was putting this message together a teenager I like I was like oh I'm speaking on hope and you know to me and to begin with I never know okay like um, my brain is like I told you before, like that ping pong ball. Hope goes this way. Hope goes that way. Oh, hope goes that way. And so I said, like, well, hope, you know, like it's not a word. Hope is a person. And so you're talking about who God is, right? And so they just stopped and they didn't know I was talking on hope. And this is what they said. We can't always get an answer about everything. When we get disappointed and when we don't get an answer, we don't need to know everything. Uncertainty is okay. We want everything certain. We can't control everything. Let it go. It's okay not to have an answer. It's okay not to know everything. It doesn't mean everything has to be good. Close the door at the end of the day on what didn't go well. And don't go back. Because the only thing that is certain is he's good. 
Your situation might be unfair. Life is not fair. What's surrounding you, you have no control over it until the, you know the one that is certain is in you. So this is the season. It's just to know him and seek his face and give him the things that aren't going well. You had this plan, you had this thought, and it went down, <laughs> it went the wrong way. Let it go. Today is a new day. Arise and shine every morning. Let go of what happened yesterday, last week. If something from long ago comes up today, it's because God wants to make it a new day for you. He makes all things new. Behold, I make all things new. Why is that coming up today? Because he's going to bring you the truth that makes you free and makes today new. So I bless you. Thank you, Father, that you are the God of hope. Thank you that you are always filling us. You're always, we're always tasting and seeing how good you are. Your beautiful face, your face of light. Thank you that you light the candle of hope in every one of us where anybody is in hopelessness. I thank you. It's just like the grave. Out of the grave came resurrection life. Out of hopelessness comes hope. Sometimes we just have to experience it to know the truth of who you are in us. So I bless every person here to rise up in hope, to rise and shine, to be that candle of light in their family, in their neighborhood, in their church, in their business, their sphere of influence, that they are the light that people are looking for. They're looking for Jesus, the hope of the world. In the world, they have no hope. But Lord, we declare we are a people of hope. And we thank you. It's because you live in us and move and have your being in us. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.